by the grace of God and everything good on this earth, we are here with you today. And we are going to talk about companion planting in your fall garden, which I know everybody wants to hear about. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. Are you tired of thinking about fall gardening, Batavia? I'm just warming up to it, so not quite yet. Just getting in the mode? Yeah, it, it's taken me um, a little bit of prayer, <laughs> a, little, some, a lot of focus, a lot of seed review, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, let's do this then. All right. So, do you have any, as you would put it, housekeeping items? <laughs> um, I think the only item is a word of encouragement to start us off. No matter what state your summer garden is in, don't let that influence you and discourage you from planting a fall garden. Okay. Amen, sister. Amen. I it like is. that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Because it's true. Because yeah. it's one of those things. And I, we may have talked about this in the last podcast. If not, if we did, sorry. But it is easy when you are going through your summer garden, you're like, oh, everything's doing so well. And then guess what happens? Mm-hmm. That's all yeah. she wrote. So yeah. I think uh, that's a legit thing to say. So mm-hmm. I approve. There it is. <laughs> but yeah, so um, companion planning. Uh, what is it? Why do we do it? Basically, in a nutshell, to keep it kind of simple, um, as simple as this can be, because it can be pretty complicated. <laughs> yeah. It's planting two plants together that would benefit each other. So be it diseases, insects, mm-hmm. you name it, there's all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So, And um, we're going to go back and forth like we usually do a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, the focus is fall gardening. So yeah. we're not really going to say like, Plant your tomatoes and your peppers together because mm-hmm. we've we've we're past that. Unless you're lucky enough and you live in Texas or Florida or something like that. But yeah. sorry guys, we can't bend everything to you. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I know that's the way you want the world to be, but sorry, I can't do it here. <laughs> Not on this episode, at least. You know. So. Yeah. So what is it? Um, kick us off. All right. So I have my list here because I had to study for this one. Uh, Because companion planting, I finally come along the lines and said, I believe in it. I believe it's a thing. I believe that it's effective. Um, But I want to. Yeah, finally. Like I just, you know, let's focus on the list first before we get into the the naysayer version of me. Um, So I'm going to go with a easy one, I think, um, and say cabbage and spinach play well together and both are fall veggies um 
And depending on the, the spinach you're growing, you may be able to tuck some spinach in around some cabbage as well. Um, although yeah. spinach can get kind of tall, but, you know, um, almost use it as like a, um, a weed barrier of sorts, you know. Yeah, that's spinach an important mulch. one. Yeah. <laughs> that's an important one because cabbage is actually pretty difficult to companion plant with. Mm. So... You know, anything you can stick around cabbage, I would jump all over it because yeah. you got that cabbage worm. So yeah. it's um, a greedy one, too. Yeah, it is. It is. So I'm going to go with, um, you know, you're in summer and you're planting and let's say you have bush beans mm-hmm. and you want to plant, but you want to plant your fall. So I'm going to go with uh, cabbage again. Mm-hmm. Cabbage. um, well, actually, for bush beans, I'll give you the ones that are a companion that's for fall. It's cabbage um, and cauliflower are the ones mm-hmm. that really play well together. So mm-hmm. um, carrots, too. But in all reality, you should are they should already be planted. So if you're already practicing companion planting, then that's going to go well together, too. Yeah. Your carrots so, should already be in the ground before your fall planting is what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and I w- on the other hand, too, like if you have any onions in the ground already mm-hmm. or something like that in your wedding, don't do. plant near those. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and onions are a weird one, too, because they seem like yeah. they would play well, but they don't. Yeah, they, they have. I mean, there's some selfishness around the onion. Um, you know like, what I say about the onion? The onion's a little bitch. It yeah, just makes everybody man. mad. You yeah, know? man. Just but sometimes, sometimes there are folks that really enjoy it. So that's that's the trouble with it all, right? It is true. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. And so I want to, before we move on to, and I want your opinion on this. Do you think that companion planning is right next to each other or in the same bed? Oh, okay. Um, I think it's, I would, if you would have said proximity, I would have just said near. Um, so I don't think it's in separate beds, but I don't think it needs to be kind of plant one, then plant two. Um, right. Now I'm also thinking about smaller beds. So if you have a 20 foot long bed, putting you yeah. know, cabbage on one end and spinach on another end isn't really companion planting. They need to be able to share the same kind of soil area, if you will, the, the, um, kind of above ground veggies need to be in some type of proximity, you know? Right. Well, that's one of the things too is like, well, first of all, if you're new to the show, we primarily focus on smaller gardens. Yeah. So if you have a 20 by 50 bed, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, a lot of us have the same amount of space. Well, maybe not that much, but we have it broken up into different beds. Mm-hmm. And um, I agree with you, too. I don't think it really needs to be super close. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like I go back and forth, like, should my onions and my cabbage be in the same bed? You know, and yeah. I don't think they should. I, I think, think it depends on... Um what the purpose or the benefit of the companion planting is. So if it's insects, right, you know, if one plant is watering off, warding off the insects of another, then it should be in closer proximity, you know, right. where if it's, you know, you have some, and I don't know that this is companion planting, but, you know, beneficial plants, um, like we talk about marigolds, different subject, but marigolds. That's like companion. You don't, yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, companion planting for flowers. Um, 
or flowers and veggies or whatever. Um, but you don't want, you don't have to have a vegetable plant than a marigold right there. Right. You know, so it didn't have to be that close if you will. No, I don't think so. But yeah. on the same token, like, if so, you know how my beds are, you know, I have a bed and then I have a two foot space and I have another bed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think that if I had onions on the end of my bed that I would put mm-hmm. my bush beans or my cabbages right there on the other side, because even though it's not in the same bed, it's still very close to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And this yeah. is a difficult thing because it's all about the planning. Yeah. You know, plan That's it and reason. execute it. That's the reason because you you have the combination of you may be planting in a a row or two that's like fresh, nothing's there, or you may be planting around veggies that are already there as well, right? So while we're talking about what works and plays well together, what are companions, you also have to think about planting around the space you already have, you know, and that you you may already be growing in, you know, so. Shoot us off with another one. Give us one. Um, I'm going to go lettuce and anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheating. Cheater, cheater, no, pumpkin no, no, eater. No, 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 no. I'm going to go lettuce and um, let's get a little bit wild and crazy radishes. Lettuce and radishes? Yeah. Any reason why or? Um, just because I had a vision of them looking really pretty together. Well, in most cases, um, radishes are... A shorter season um, as the weather gets cooler you know you, sh- you have to be it you know keep that in mind where things that would grow in the summer on a faster pace you have less light as we get into the long or the, the fall season um, so you have to keep that in mind but still speaking radishes have a shorter window from kind of dropping the seed to harvest right. and that lettuce is probably going to be there a bit longer um, so it also gives you an opportunity to harvest that spinach and then drop some more lettuce seeds if your time right. is good so so i'm yeah. gonna go um my next one is gonna be uh broccoli and brussels sprouts oh and then you okay c- you can also put those near carrots if they're already in the ground mm-hmm. and um onions if you have them in too mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. those those can go together so I, I feel like broccoli and brussels sprouts i kind of think about like almost as a such a similar vegetable um, so it's nice to hear that they really play well together. Yeah, well, see, and that's the interesting thing, too, is when if they play well together, you would think like, you know, because they're so similar, mm-hmm. you would think you wouldn't want them really to be close because maybe the same kind of insect would yeah. be attracted to that. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's not the case. So and Brus- Brussels, huh? Yeah. Opposites attract. Yeah. So, um. You know, and Brussels sprouts are another one. It's either Brussels sprouts or broccoli that are difficult. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they both can be, one of them can be kind of difficult to plant with others. So, yeah. or no, I'm sorry, as Brussels sprouts don't really have that many companions, not necessarily oh, okay. anything bad, but they don't have anything that's like, oh, you should plant your Brussels sprouts here. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. But, um, so when it comes to Brussels sprouts, though, isn't that the veggie that's given you? Um, I don't want to talk about it. We're not yeah. talking about that. So nope. let me, well, let me ask it as a brand new question. Um, yeah, try again. How long do you, does it take to plant and grow Brussels sprouts? Like, do I have enough, do I have enough time with a frost date of October 28th or 29th? Do I have enough time to put that in my fall garden? Right now. It's like, a, it's like 100 days from now, from seed? Right now. 
Okay. Right now. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you really literally have to do it now. It's uh, but we're not talking about Brussels sprouts and me anymore. Yeah. And and just to clarify, now would be the uh, the point of recording in mid July. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're I think listening, this comes out pretty soon though. Yeah, but if you're listening to this mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I missed the date, go get some starts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, go get mm-hmm. some starts and try it out. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. ain't no shame in that game. Absolutely go not. Go out there Absolutely and get them. So yeah, although my um, I may have to. I'm gonna do it because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> the garden community is speaking to me. Um, so my cabbage um, they're struggling a little bit. So yeah, I grew cabbage for the first time last year, bought starter plants, planted them in June. They grew up to be really big, beautiful cabbage. Went and bought starter plants for cabbage this year, planted them in June. I'm not so sure. Uh, is, so, that, is it hotter this year? I couldn't say one way or another. We did get a really um, like a hot seven or eight days, like 90 that's, degrees plus. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm going to start some indoors. Um, we, I can't remember the placement of these episodes. I don't know when you're going to hear what, but let's just, I'm just going to plainly say, I'm going to start them indoors. You may hear another episode at some point, either prior to this one or after this one, where you turn your head and say, really? So <laughs> both things can be true. <laughs> but yeah, my plan is to start them indoors because I still need to get some success under starting the cabbage indoors. So Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean... I kind of don't want to, I don't want to think about my garden without uh, cabbage, but to your point, I can go out and buy starts, but we're, we're starting to get into a funky kind of period when it comes to what the stores have, Um, you know, what's available, whether it's flowers, whether it's, you know, vegetables. I went to two or three big box stores, two big box stores yesterday, um, because it's a favorite pastime. They didn't have vegetable plants at all. One of them, really? one of the two had, yeah, one of the two had herbs. Yeah, yeah they're having a lot of herbs here and tomatoes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They do a lot of that all summer mm-hmm. here, okay. but otherwise, yeah, it's it's dying down, mm-hmm. which is good, though, you know, because now you know that things yeah. are starting to happen. And, yeah. you know, if you're excited like I am about doing a fall garden, yeah, then, you know, be ready to pounce. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. I actually... um I'm going to take us there because why not? I have um, some spaces where I planted some peppers that were uber small and they are not getting bigger. And a good buddy of mine, also a garden pal of mine, has been preaching, you know, if you want to be productive, you got to make some tough decisions. And sometimes that includes pulling plants. So with the time I have. say such an asshole thing to say? I don't know. I'm struggling with it. I feel like Is it if male I name female? the person, male, I feel like if I name I the that person guy. that he could be <laughs> stoned even like virtually stoned. So I'm trying to protect him, you know, his image and his uh, person. No, <laughs> that ship sailed hard, boy. <laughs> that ship sailed hard and it hit a rock in the sink. I'm throwing, my, I'm throwing rocks and hide my hands. No, in all seriousness, Ben has talked like for months now, both on the podcast, in his YouTube videos, in our phone conversations, in my nightmares, like he's been talking about, you know, taking steps to ensure that you have a productive 
uh, garden. And one of those is making decisions. If something isn't doing well, you don't see a recovery path. You know, one of those, the versions and recommendations is to pull it. So I have a few different pepper plants that didn't get, have like really a fighting chance to begin with. Um, and they are in areas that just don't seem to be serving them well in the garden. Um, so I have already eyeballed them. I brought it up to say I've already eyeballed them to, I'm basically going to have to start stuff, uh, some of my fall stuff in those spaces. So yank the pepper plant. Um, but I think it's important that I actually start with starter plants because remember they're around tomatoes. So there's um, that balance of how big those tomato plants are and how small whatever I'm planting is going to be. So I'm going to not start much in there with seeds and I'm hoping to have some some starts from my grow room that we can drop in. We'll see. For fall. For fall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, letting I'm letting the temp, the temp, uh the peppers, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I think it's really a wrap. They're at the size now where you really wouldn't even transplant them. So we have basically a yeah. hundred days left. So, I mean, they have time to get to optimal size, but I'm not going to get a bunch of peppers off of them. You know? Yeah. But I mean, so, that's the thing. You're just growing them for vegetation at that point, yeah. you know, yep. and mm -hmm. chances are you could probably use a little bit extra room in that bed, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Like if you lost a couple plants, that'd be okay. Absolutely be okay. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, but the, the sucky part, again, off, off topic of companion planting is I ended up dropping those particular pepper plants and I don't have them planted anywhere else. So it's going to just basically be, all right, I'll give that a try next season. But, you know, again, well, that's, I mean, but good. that's how it goes, you know, mm -hmm. it's, and first of all, right off course, <laughs> but no, I mean, seriously, the, the, there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, I had a little sign in my first garden. Um, I don't know where I got it from. Doesn't matter. But it said, um, leave a space, leave space for the angels to play in your garden. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's true, though, because if you don't have space, you are going to have issues that you don't want. Yeah. And it's yeah. like this fine line, you know, because like when I close my, my, my eyes, I think of like a garden that's just like packed brim to brim nothing but like you can't even see the bottom and mm -hmm. i just i don't and i know i've been doing the square foot gardening thing i don't i am not in on that uh, aspect still not? of it yeah, yeah. i'm not sold oh, on it man of it, the packing the of it, packing yeah. it in you know i mm -hmm. still i pad things i give a little bit yeah. extra space yeah because airflow is so important mm -hmm. so important mm -hmm. you know yeah. i mean think about it this way if you go outside on a hot day as we all do because we're gardeners mm -hmm. yeah you know Hell, I was out there. I tried to film my second um, part of my garden tour video, mm -hmm. which you haven't seen the first one. You should check it out on YouTube, Backyard Gardener. But I went out there today and it was so hot Ugh. that I, I was just like, I got to stop. Yeah. You know, I couldn't yeah. see sweats in my face. My mm -hmm. shirt's drenched. Mm -hmm. The sun was beating down. I was like, I got to stop, you know. Yeah. And that's cool, though. But you have to think about it the same way. All I have to do is lift my arms up and I get a breeze, right? But if a plant can't do that and you got them packed in, they're going to get hot yeah. and they're not going to get airflow and they're going to get mildew and all kinds of other stuff. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not sold on that stuff, man. I'm just, I'm not. Well, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to form an opinion around square foot gardening from that perspective, but I can say that, um, I have in the front yard garden done the same old thing. 
pack shit in, you know, the backyard garden. I was more respectful of the spacing. Um, I've already, I'll have to actually remind me, I have to actually make notes specifically around spacing. um, Because if you don't make notes, your mind will play tricks on you. We've talked about this before. I was looking and I have um, seven square feet, seven, seven square feet. And I think I have five uh, collard green plants in it. And, I, and they're yeah, not that's even a lot. They're not even full size. Right. But still, that's not, you know, it's like one. It's like 18 inches apart or something. But I'm telling you right now, like, I'm going to have to get to harvesting because they're going to get I mean, they're not even half of their actual size. They're kind of full maturity size. So the note I have to make is like three plants probably would have been just right if not stretching it in that those seven square feet of yeah. space, you know. Well, like, here's a proven so. fact. If you overpack stuff, the plants that you have are not going to produce as much as they could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're just they're not going to do it. They're yeah. fighting for yeah. nutrients. So, yeah. Another point real quick on that is um, the space for collards creates a different situation, right? Versus right. the space for peppers. So this is prime for missing peppers things like cucumbers a great example we know how cucumbers like to hide not necessarily a fall veggie but still like the things that you have to harvest individually from a plant versus like the the full plant is what you're harvesting you can miss you know the veggie because you have everything so packed in there like i you know you see the first flower and then you see the first you know bud of the fruit I have peppers that are like the size of like a silver dollar. Right. And it's like, when the hell did that happen? Right. Like it's, it's impossible with the number of veggies that I have and how closely I have them together. At this point, it's a sea of green, right? You have to be very diligent and very intentional. Um, And, it's a good example of not being able to see if something's wrong with that fruit as well. So, I mean, I guess all in all space is important. And you also have to consider that bringing it back around. That's me turning. Yeah. That car has never made that sound. So that, Mine has. Mind, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Not the so, one now, but I've had cars do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um. <laughs> so look, look, look. I got, I got to stop you right there. Uh, you, I yeah. had a car. I had to I walk. Had, yeah, no. <laughs> look, this is some embarrassing shit. <laughs> so I pulled into wait, a driveway. Wait, 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 pa- wait, pause. I'm going to guarantee you that your car story is not as bad as the one I'm going to tell after. Let's go ahead. So I had a car and I was pulling into a, I think it was a Wendy's or something. And my buddy was with me and we pull in and you know how the it's curved mm. to get into the yeah, drive-thru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we pulled through and it's like, and then there was like something else wrong with it. And I was like ordering. And whenever you idled, it was like, it would rattle real loud. And the lady was like, excuse me, sir. Can you please turn off your car so I can hear you? <laughs> so embarrassing. I just drove off, left everything. I didn't even care. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah, I know about having a crappy car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, my very first car, my grandfather um, was like, it's so funny. As I became an adult, we'd watch different shows or commercials. And almost every time he'd say, I used to have one of those. You know, like step one yeah. of those cars, right? And so at some point I came to the, I would look at him. He said, what? I did, right? But anyway, so he, um, long time, you know, hobby mechanic. Um, and there was always multiple cars. So my very first car was a used 
1984, 85 Cadillac DeVille. Mm. That's a sweet ride. I mean, it was some classy stuff. Yeah. But like for a 18 year old, maybe not so much. But anyway, um, so the car was clean, did a good job at, you know, keeping it in tip top shape. But my grandfather was very much a man that if something was small wasn't working if the rest of it worked it didn't matter if you turned the you know the sink on to the hot direction and it was cold water just turn it the other way if you want hot water right don't want to spend time trying to fix that so this car the heat never went off (laughs) and we're not talking about like oh that's just it would come to the vents we're talking about it piping through the floors like you're i'm squinching my toes now because i can almost feel the heat so much so wait and the windows didn't roll down oh yes <laughs> yes my best girlfriend i have to call her afterwards after this because i know she remembers this we would get to stoplights and crack the doors to try to get some <laughs> air <laughs> yes but that wasn't gonna stop us from hanging out right no (laughs) you don't even need to wear clothes at that point you just need to roll around yeah yeah yeah. i'm telling you um so so anyways yeah we have totally gone (laughs) off i don't even know what world we're in right now (laughs) back to your regularly scheduled program absolutely what were we talking about thanks for joining us (laughs) yeah i think the subject is companion planting oh space Right. You know, the importance of space and where we are going to head back to was, um, you again, very much have to be conscious of that for two reasons. One, I'd say it's better to underutilize the space. I know I feel like it's a swear word than over planting it. And I am preaching to all of us because I need to continue to hear this lesson because I struggle with it. Um, They're going to be in some instances like the, the tomato bed. It's a good example. I'm going to have things in the bed that I have tomatoes in and I'm going to plant fall things. And there's going to be a point where those tomatoes are going to die. That cold's going to hit them. And some of my fall veggies will be able to survive that, that frost, right? That cold right. weather, right? So I'm planting them with the idea of the space that they need right in this moment, but the space they'll need over time. There's going to be a point where I should be yanking those tomato plants out. And guess what I have? A bunch more room. So do I plant more? Do I plant less? Do I just say it's the end of the year and just call it what it is? Like those are the thoughts that go into my head when it comes to spacing, specifically for a fall garden. Luckily, I have one bed. answer all these questions. Yeah. Well, luckily, I have one bed that's (laughs) going to be primarily fall stuff. And I feel really good about that. Um, Because I don't, I mean, I have 14 beds we haven't said this in a long time 1422 what's the number now <laughs> 14,238 <laughs> raised garden beds though no. so 14 beds seven in the um backyard garden which is primarily most of them are the same size um and then seven in another space that's in front of my house that we don't really talk about because this is the backyard gardens podcast um and i have no intention on having the all of those beds full for fall gardening like that's Why? not my goal uh, because it's too much for me. It's too much. I can't take it. Why? I can't Why? take it. I can't take it too much. <laughs> <laughs> this is remember. This is my first fall garden. Well, this is going to be my first successful fall garden because I tried That's, it last year. There it is. There it yeah. is. There uh, it is. You see, it, you you see know, me claiming it. The tomatoes. 
I'm, I'm starting not to like tomatoes. There's also what? the moment of at what point can I say I've gotten enough tomatoes too? Thank you. And there's also the thing is like, what's the deal with tomatoes, man? Why is it the almighty tomato? You know, have you ever heard the saying the $75 tomato? No. Where but I wanted plant tomatoes and they'll they'll just put all kinds of money into it just constantly, uh, okay, constantly. Okay, yeah. And then it'll die and they'll plant another one or something like mm-hmm. that. And then by the time it's said and done, you got a $75 tomato. Mm-hmm. I guess what is it about yeah. a damn tomato where you literally are going to hold on to it until the very end yeah. and give up everything else that you could grow? Yeah. And I'm not saying so, you, but no, I'm just saying say you know, me people in general. I, it's my favorite thing to grow. It's and look, one I'm of the my, same way, though. I was the same my, way for a yeah. long time. It's one of my favorite veggies and or fruit, whatever. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Um, the I always feel like I'm fighting against time. I'm hoping they're going to do well. They're doing well, you know, and now it's like I want all of the tomatoes. It's it's the reward for, you know, the dirt, sweat and tears that I put into this thing. Um, but remember, the whole concept of pulling a plant that's still producing, although not optimal out is I mean, I'm still kicking a little bit. I'm not screaming, but you're still dragging me yeah. along and it's no, sinking know. in. Right. So, I mean, I get that. But to your point of the it's a symbol. You've said this before on the podcast, growing tomato plants. It's one of the number one things that home gardeners I put in their it. garden. It's a symbol of, I believe, a successful gardener. I don't believe it. I believe people believe that. I think that people, because so many people grow it, it's the, oh, yeah, I grew some tomatoes last year. And then, oh, here's your garden badge, right? Don't forget, yeah. you still owe me garden badges. I know. <laughs> I, I can take them away at any time, though. Yeah. So I but am the, the controller of, of all garden badges. <laughs> the thing about <laughs> it, and these shouldn't be virtual badges, just so you know. That's not my expectation. You see this face? Oh. You want me to show you a picture of my wife's fingertips? She's out there embroidering the hell out of them by hand. <laughs> there ain't nothing but blood. I had to throw four of them out because there's blood all over them. Get your ass to work. <laughs> Look, the summer season's already over. That's me yelling yeah. at her so she can hear. Um, but, um, look. <laughs> There was a, a vision of the bloody garden badge where I was like, yeah, this was made with terrible. Love. I'm yeah, terrible. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, you are though. Um, but the, I think where was I going with the whole idea of pulling plants that are healthy? You don't want to do it. But the no, thing I is, don't want to do it. So I'm going to help you out here. Oh, oh, no, no. Let me, I want to be, let me finish, finish, finish. Yeah. So um, I was actually transitioning to the idea of letting a single plant or vegetable define you as a gardener. It's like bleep crazy, you know? So if this, are you, are you? Yeah, I know. The gods. <laughs> no, because I had this. So when I had my last job before, when I was working for the government and I, I hated it, I, mm. I hated it. And I, I came to a realization at some point early into my career where I was like, this is not what I am. It's not going to define me as a person. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's so true in a lot of things in life. Yeah. So, and even in your garden, like, we don't have to be tomato farmers. That's so 
because we're here. We might as well swim around a little bit. That silence was golden, by the way. Just so you know, there was no accident. There was a purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Got to see the video for it, though. So the like I was thinking about this. I'm not and it wasn't tomatoes. It was something else because my tomatoes at this point. I have a surprise. I really haven't harvested, you know, tomatoes yet. Um, so I'm still very hopeful. Most of them look good. I actually have a surprise, good and bad. But anyway, um, so I'm actually kind of, my attention is on other things that I have to keep an eye on. You know, it's a recipe for tomatoes to go you know, south, but that's another story. Um, and I started to think like, all right, if it doesn't work out, I always potatoes. So this yeah. is the, you know, this is the, I'm dropping the hint. I ain't so sure about the potatoes this year. (laughs) Let me say that. And that said, it's like, it's an absolute disappointment. Uh, They're not gone yet. And I I just don't know. They don't look like what I would expect. This isn't even the whole they flowered and now they're dying back, which is a sign. It's not that. Um, But I paused. this, This was this morning. And I said, like, think about all of the other vegetables that you're going to be able to harvest. And you'll have to buy potatoes because they are actually potatoes, tomatoes, beans, three favorite things of all time. That's my list that I right. live on if I had to. Um, so I'll just buy potatoes if it doesn't work out. I'll try to learn from whatever happens or I'll have a bunch of potatoes and it'll be fine. But I said that to say, it's not like I'm going to market with potatoes. It's not all riding on potatoes. It's not all riding on a tomato plant. You gotta be able to focus your efforts on what else is in your garden, even if it's one other plant that's successful. Because you yeah. don't have a black I mean, thumb, because you were able to grow something successful, is the thought, right? There's no such thing as a black thumb, first of all. Nope. But we'll get into that later. But think about it this way. Right now, how how much are you anticipating getting that tomato? I'm On a one to ten, it. what is it? Um seven, eight. That's pretty damn high. Yeah, it is. So think about it in the fall when they stop producing, but they're mm-hmm. still green and they're not doing anything. And you're like, just one more, just yeah. one more, just give me one more tomato. And then in the, in the meantime, you could have a whole f- garden uh-huh. bed full of other yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. I about dropped a huge f bomb. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> fill in that blank there. I saw it on his face, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We talk Ooh. so often, though, I kind of know, like, the the, the past your dialogue goes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you should have interrupted me. But, you know, it, it's like you're just waiting for it. And you could have had a whole garden full of other stuff. So I get it. You know what I mean? And we are like, I don't even know if we even need to be talking about companion planting anymore because we are whoop off well, the track. Well, I, I, I can connect it back, but I, I want to... And we never knew this was going, maybe you knew it. I didn't know this was going to happen that, you know, we'd be on different sides of a lot of things. And, um, you know, I think that's where we end up, but we do it with love, right? Um, just because we're two different people or because I have a garden heart and no. Okay. Anyway. What's my uh, heart? No, no. <laughs> What's wrong with my heart? You have a love heart? for all things, all other things. Let me say I have garden patience, put it that way. Patience, mm-hmm. which yeah. implies, yeah. Uh, but I, it's in my mind, those tomatoes, by the time we're getting to the cooler weather and the tomato plants are there, even when I had one or two, I've really had enough tomatoes, right? Like I could walk away and say, I'm done with tomatoes for the season. 
but I don't because there's a tinge of it feeling wasteful. Right now you paid, even when I bought transplants for tomatoes, I'm going to call it $3 in my area, $3 for a tomato plant. Tomatoes are like on the low end, three bucks a pound at any grocery store I go to on the low end. Right. And I can't reconcile that I've gotten my money's worth from that tomato plant. No, that's not where we're at now. We're completely in the, there's fruit, there are vegetables on this plant. I'm not going to do anything that will allow me to waste those. Who am I to say I'm going to do something and now? We're, of course, we're not throwing those tomatoes out, but that we're going to let this thing stop producing. Again, it's not as logical, but it just comes from a different place, right? Yeah, it's not logical for sure, yeah. because if you look at it <clears throat> from an aspect of it's wasteful, and you look at the amount of energy that it creates and you're putting into creating this final tomato, mm-hmm. when in fact you could be putting that your your garden could be using its energy and doing other things as well as you to produce more for what you have. And the more whole thing, or different. More or different. More and different. I mean, yeah, different, you know, but mm-hmm. more collards, you know, mm-hmm. lettuce, all of this stuff. And you're wasting all of that energy. And I, look, I'm not trying to convince you or anybody else about my thought process, but coming from a small garden, mm-hmm. trying to be productive, this is how I look at it. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've done this many times where you have eight green tomatoes on your plants and you're like, damn it, just turn green. And then you're like, all right, that one looks a little bit different today. I'm going to pull it in and put it in the windowsill and see if it'll turn red. And then it'll give the plant enough energy to get the other ones a little bit bigger. Like I've played that game time and time mm-hmm. again. And your face yeah. says that you play that game every year. Yeah. yeah. When yeah, yeah, yeah. in fact, all I need to do is go out there, stick a seedling in between my tomato plants. Nothing changes. Uh-huh. Nothing changes with the tomatoes. And when it's time, if they're not changing, there she blows because you have to remember tomatoes are driven by temperature yeah yeah tomatoes are so once it gets to a certain temperature and i believe it's below 50 they're done you have what you're going to have right that's it and they'll be the green tomatoes will stay on that plant and they Mm -hmm. will stay there but they will not Real, I mean, and yes, not, you not can. Not as fast as a pace. It, they won't ripen as fast no. as you, they did a month ago, right? No, because yeah. you know you're going out there and when they start coming in every day, tomato, mm-hmm. tomato, tomato, mm-hmm. tomato, tomato, tomato. Mm-hmm. And then, then it's just, so you're wasting that energy. So yeah. in all reality, even though what you said is not logical, you're actually wasting more energy by holding on to that final yeah. tomato. I don't know why I do it for sure. Go ahead. I know why. Because you're you don't want it to go away. You don't want no. the growing season to end. It's a signal. It's a subconscious thing. And for me, mm-hmm. it's like, damn, my tomato is gone. That means that it's fixing to get cold. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know that that's it. Because um, and I love to hear from folks because we. It's not just we are not the only two that have ever experienced this, right? Um, no. We see it, right? You know. So I wonder if it is. It's easier to manage a garden with tomato plants in September or, you know, early October for me. Like I said, I'm not going out there every day. The work is easier. You don't do shit. You know, maybe I'm in a place where it's like, ah, a break. 
right? I can still enjoy gardening, you know? So I wonder, I don't know, but um, I'm not committed yet, but I am really, really thinking about, and I, it may just be because I have so many of them this year, um, I can afford to make some decisions. I have to babysit this thing through, right? I have to yeah. pull a couple of tomato plants and then be okay with it. I'm looking at my, to be quite frank, I'm looking at my cabbage and I paid for those plants, right? I'm looking at my cabbage and saying, I don't know, right? You know, like this quite literally could be just wasted space now, you yeah. know? Um, so I agree with another. that. And I think that's a hard decision to come yeah. by, man. It's really hard to do. And I don't know. I have never met a gardener that did not hold on to a tomato as long as they could. Never. Ever, ever, ever. I've never met a gardener who at some point has not done that or does not continue to do that. So, and I am no different. And even though I'm going to plant a fall garden, guess what? You know, I'm going to hold on to something longer than I should. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, right. I was, wait, real quick. I was looking up. Oh, real um, quick. Here we go. Yeah, yeah real quick. Um, so, is it I'm looking for states that border Georgia in the states in the United States. So I'm going to call it Tennessee because it's a bordering state for Georgia. Barely, um, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, if you give me another one, it doesn't matter. But the story South is... South Carolina. All right. South Carolina. Fine. <laughs> uh, so um, this is one of my early business trips. I'm going to say I was probably in my 20s. And mm. I was flying out to Georgia to meet a woman um, that was flying in from... Quebec, I think we had never met. We had worked together, you know, um, and she was, she was going to be trained in our Georgia office and I was working with the Georgia office and it just made sense for me to come down there as well. So we met at the airport, um, got the rental car. We got on just great, right? We were driving. I'm going to say that maybe the office we were going to was like a 30 minute drive from the airport. Right. Somehow, we were in the car for like an hour and a half and we're trying to figure out like, wait a minute, we clearly have missed our exit for this small little town. And we're on the phone with, on the cell phone with, you know, the office, they're waiting for us so we can have dinner and we're just driving. And there was a moment and I refer and I reflect on this and refer to it often where it was like, but we might be right there. Like maybe we're yeah. really, really close, you know? And if we turn around now, it could just be on the other side, right? And right. shit, we're like, you know, two hours away from our destination, you know? The, instead of dinner, it ended up us meeting them there for, for breakfast or something. And it's so funny because out of the, the fear of stopping and saying, okay, maybe we've taken a wrong path here and trying to reset led us to be like twice as far out as we really should have been um, and change the whole like plan of the evening. Right. So we right. talk about this gardening thing. You look and you say like, maybe the cabbage is going to be okay. If I take it out, I'm like, I could be just on the other side of this cabbage recovering, but if I take it out, I'll never know that. Right. You know, so I'll err on the side of optimism and keep on driving until South Carolina. You know, like, yeah. you know, so I mean, well, I it's think like that- one of those things, too, where, you know, to go back to gardening is like you got to be realistic with yourself. And, you know, because we are talking about fall gardening, cabbage likes it cold. 
so mm-hmm. if it's getting hot and it's not doing good it ain't gonna come back mm-hmm. it just ain't gonna happen mm-hmm. that's just not gonna happen yeah. leon it's gonna keep going and going and going and i look i just took my cabbage out today mm-hmm. and i left it there because i wanted to see what the heat did to it yeah and it made it real leathery and hard and i mean mm-hmm. like so this week's been like almost 100 degrees every day uh-huh. and yeah. it was doing okay okay last week okay and then i came out this week and it's just mm-hmm. it's just falling apart it's like a hard leather brick it's just you know and i knew that it was going to do that but i wanted to see what it would do yeah. so i would know okay so like last yeah. winter i planted my cabbage in the fall i didn't harvest them until spring i think the key is to it's you know be an intellectually honest gardener right you know be honest with yourself because I am forming the message that I want to hear. I planted yeah. cabbage in June last year. It was fine. I mean, yeah. summer, July is hot. It was fine. Yeah. But I also know that cabbage never looked like it, it does right now. There are never days where it completely droop. We're not talking about even the whole not forming heads yet. We're not even talking about that. We're talking about like this cabbage does absolutely look like a dying vegetable right and so i'm going to continue to fall back on but june it was okay in june right one year it's easy to do that too one year of success now i'm kind of risking it all and i'm sitting in south carolina and i should have been in georgia um anyway i say that to say the window for fall is shorter right you know so especially for you yeah, I think it's important that you kind of have to, you know, pony up and make the decisions, you know. Yeah, Now, you I do. don't have anything necessarily that I'm looking to put in its place right now. So that's the reason why I don't feel like I need to jump out and pull it out now. But a Put in early girl now, tomatoes. Um, well, that's a whole... I already got two early girl tomato plants. It's enough. I have well, 15 I'm saying, freaking tomato plants. Stop it. What are you doing? But I'm saying, if you if you really want tomatoes, you find something that is yeah. going to fit what's yeah. going to do. You can't force nature to mm-hmm. do what you want it to do. It is not going to bend its will mm-hmm. for you. That plant is going to drop deader than a doorknob any second, and there ain't not a damn thing you can do about it when it gets cold. It'll let you, you try. It'll let you try it. And boy, well, will it I mean, tell you who's I'll boss. let you try yeah. a lot of things to me, but I ain't going to let you, you know what I'm saying? Like you can try yeah, a lot of yeah, things, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's just not going to do it. So you yeah. can't force it. And, you know, I feel, I feel like everybody's like, shut up, Ben. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just natural because you've grown those tomatoes for so long. You love them. You know, we've grown those tomatoes since April, yeah. May, no, February. Uh, April I mean, that's for a me. long ass yeah. time. Yeah, and April, it's, May, it's, June, July, August, up to six months, half of yeah. the year. You, mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. fifteen tomato plants that made it out of your nine hundred mm-hmm. are there, <laughs> and you've taken care of them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. It's I really mean, tough. Think about how many conversations we've had. Not oh, even dude, on we air. Talk about this yeah, on air, think about off how many, air. Yeah, think about how many conversations we've had, and it's kind of like. Am I really just saying I'm going to toss it? Now, this is the real test. And we can move on from this after, you know, whatever yeah, you'd like to add as minutes. well. Yeah. The real <laughs> test, though, is I'm talking about plants, peppers. I'm talking about cabbage. Um, I have a couple of zucchini plants where I'm like, eh. Um, but my tomato plants are fine right now. In this yeah. moment, on this day, they're fine. 
when the tomato plants, if I have trouble with the tomato plants, the real test is, do I make the hard decision with them? Because yeah. I'm not, I mean, it's not the end of the world if I have to pull a couple of cabbage plants or all of them at this stage. Yeah, it's it was a waste and I'm disappointed about that. It kind of, you know, it's that it's whole tone of, well, it's the whole tone of um, the cabbage that I couldn't start, yada, yada, yada. But I'm not going to be like, you know, crying in my garden if I don't have it. Tomatoes, it's a lesson learned though. Absolutely, it is. Tomatoes are different. Yeah, tomatoes are different and I feel different about them. So if I've really learned something, the question becomes, am I able to make the decision about the tomato plant if it comes up? Even, remember my whole logic is I have so many of them, right? I should be able to, you know, manage them differently, but we'll see. Hopefully we don't have to make this choice, but if it does come up, you'll have to keep me honest. If you learn something, it no, let me rephrase that. Learning from your failures is much faster way to learn than learning from your successes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you're going to be successful and you're gonna be like, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And then you're going to, you know, but once you fail, like to like this time you failed at mm-hmm, your cabbage. Mm-hmm. Face it. You failed. Mm-hmm. But guess over what? Next over year, again. Yeah. you're not going to make that same mistake. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen, you know, and if it does, then you didn't learn. And that's yeah. your damn fault. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I've done and that give too. Give it a try again. Yeah. 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 I've done that too. So yeah. I'm going to a companion planning. I'm stopping this madness right now. Good We're luck because on. we've talked so much where I didn't check off the ones I've given. I didn't track the ones you've given. So we'll see how many duplications we have here. I've got hundreds. Don't okay. worry about it. All right. Go for it. Cabbage and cauliflower. Okay. Let's see, plant them next sure. to broccoli. Brussels sprouts and all that stuff. I'm sorry you already said that. <laughs> did I? Yeah. Don't you did. plant them next to tomatoes. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. So why? Um, worms, cabbage worms. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Keep them from your strawberries, but plant them next to them because the tomatoes repel cabbage worms. Ah, uh, got it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I got that all jacked up in my that's head. Okay, I'm all listen. fired up still. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pull out that cabbage now. Pause the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so I that's the reason why this is complex. So not only are it's you managing complex. what you should plant together, what companions, but you also have to keep that in mind to say, okay, what are the foes, if you will? I'm going to keep it easy. I'm going to say, and carrots. Hmm. And I'm going to go back to radishes again. Um, so these, and I know I haven't mentioned that because they are both roots. Um, and in both instances, you're obviously pulling something, harvesting something out. Same idea though, depending on your timing, your radishes should come up first. You could drop something else in that space because the carrots are much longer when it comes to the timing of it. So yeah. that's what I got. Yeah. Well, carrots go with cabbage, lettuce, um, stuff like that so Mm -hmm. um i don't know my eye itched i'm trying to read my notes Mm -hmm. yeah so and and the the complicated part about what we're doing now is because we're talking about transitioning from summer to fall yeah so we're really trying to narrow narrow it down and there's Mm -hmm. two ways to look at it too you can be like yeah, companion planning, or maybe you just don't worry about companion planning and worry about what fights each other. 
Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you can do that. And there is a, a correct term from that. And I don't know what that is off the top of my head. So, um, yeah, that's just, <laughs> that's all I got for that. But, um, you know, that's something to really think about for that. So, um, what do you think? I don't have this on my list, but do you have garlic on your list? Garlic as far goes as what? so late. Mm-hmm. The rest that- of the garden is put to bed yeah the rest of the gardens put to bed so the time to worry about that's in the spring mm-hmm. okay so and to be honest i'm not even going to conquer spring right now i'm not even going to worry about spring i'm so. proud of myself because i've not 10 seconds i'm proud of myself because i've not jumped ahead to spring yet yeah i'm in the, i'm in the moment i'm in the moment and I'm i've planning just taken for the notes next. yeah i'm taking notes about what i want to do next mm-hmm. year but mm-hmm. nothing nothing big yeah, yeah, yeah. um so you have cucumbers in the ground. Okay. Okay. Right. You put your cabbage next to your cucumbers. Um, radishes go good next to them as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, radishes really go good around a lot of things. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the cucumbers incur. Uh, da, 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 da. No radishes will deter um, cucumber beetles too. Oh, okay. Deter. Okay. Deter, not deter. Deter. Yeah, I mean, I got it, yeah. So, you know, if you don't have a trellising vegetable, which if you're not planting snow peas, you obviously haven't been listening to me. But let's say you don't, and you're going to let your cucumbers, you're going to pull a tomato and let your cucumbers go as long as possible. Put some radishes next to it. And they're also good, too, because the cucumbers will shade the radishes Mm -hmm. and the heat, and then you can also get, you know, it keeps them cooler so you can grow them more often. I read something recently around um, if it's too hot. So if you don't get your timing right, if it's too hot, um, things like radishes and my next uh, plug is going to be beets. They'll end up like just focusing on the foliage. Uh, Why would I even say that word? The leaves. (laughs) Foliage. Yeah. This is a copy and paste it because we've had that exact same interaction before here Um, but instead of producing the root itself right you know um, so you again hence the these are cooler veggies they like cooler weather well remember Um, too if you're going off of my recommendation I'm saying plant these early which is should be about the time this is coming out if we've mm -hmm. timed it correctly so it's still warm and these things are still in the ground well well that's that's this is the crux of the problem and the reason why I think it's so complicated because the, when you think fall garden, you think, what are you, I think some people think, what are you planting in the fall? And that's not it, right? You know, there's some things you may plant in the fall, but I'm talking about, I'm going to put things for my fall garden in the garden in August, right? You know, um, and for sure at the end of August, September, you're getting closer to the start of fall, but um, I think that sure it's hotter, but the sun isn't out as long. Excuse me, it's sure it's hot. It's still summer, but the sun isn't out as long. By the time these veggies get to the place where uh, they need that kind of less heat, by the time they get to that growth space, then you're going to have those cooler temps. So that's the reason why the timing isn't so important. That's the struggle that I've had because I've thought about a fall garden. You, if, if I tried it for the first time last year, you know I thought about it three years before that. You know? yeah. So, um, so yeah, so beets. So I have um, beans planted, like a bush beans. 
And um, I'm going to plug in some beats around those bush beans. I think that's my plan. I have to look at my notes. Okay. I just I just searched garlic. Mm -hmm. And here's what I got: garlic plant. You can plant cabbage. That's about the only thing that comes up. (laughs) Uh, You can plant cabbage, but keep it away from peas and beans. Mm. Key. It deters Japanese beetles and aphids. Wait, what? Say that again. It deters Japanese beetles and aphids. Garlic does? Yeah. So, but the thing is, is you're harvesting it. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, this aphids for sure, but um, I don't even want to say it. I feel like I shouldn't say it. Like, I think maybe I'm over the, I don't say it. No, don't I'm still, say it. I'm still struggling with Japanese beetles. Let's just be, let's be, a, you know, let's say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I not going to say that. I, I'm not going to say that maybe I'm over the hump. We're not going to say you that. You want me to put it simply for you? <laughs> Shut up, Batavia. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Uh, I know, I know. Jinx, jinx, jinx yourself. Um, yeah. All right. So you got another one? Yeah. Yeah, I got more. Um, peas. That was my next one. <laughs> all right. All right. No, you no, want me to take it? it? No, go okay. for it. So peas, you can plant them next to um. When when I say peas and this reference, you know I'm talking about snow peas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can plant them next to beans, carrots, corn, cucumbers, and all that stuff. Um, but don't put them next to garlic, like oh, we just well, discovered. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. um. The reason why I like peas and cucumbers, because again, your cucumbers are winding down in most cases by the time you're coming back around to plant your fall um, veggies like this. But in some cases, not all, you may have done some vertical growing. So if your cucumbers are growing up something, right? I hope to God you're growing your cucumbers up something. (laughs) That sounds so dirty. I'm just uh, I, yeah, it does. But I'm just saying. I just I hope you're, that you're trellising your cucumbers. If you have a trellis for cucumbers, no, I mean there are plenty. I mean, if you have the space. Have you ever grown a tomato without a cage or a stake? I've grown cucumbers without that weren't vertical. I don't think I've ever grown a tomato plant without a cage or a stake. I had an no. ex girlfriend a long time ago, mm-hmm. and she had decided she was a hippie, and she decided that she was going to do um, a garden with no interference from man and let nature take its course except for weeding okay and she planted tomatoes and son of a bitch it was insane i was just like yeah you couldn't even get the tomatoes out you know what i mean so like and that's not even really a vining plant Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so then if you take a vining plant like cucumbers uh Yeah, yeah. I guarantee there's probably somebody listening that's like, I don't use a trellis, and good for you if you don't. But I just I don't get it. You know what I mean? It was insanity. For years I grew them, um, and it's just a messy business. You know, they're sprawl all along the ground, and you know, it's such a headache, Mm -hmm. such Mm -hmm. a headache. So, you know, if I could Um, trellis without making hammocks, watermelons, I would. mm -hmm. But I I can't trellis. I um, I'm trellising watermelons, and I am. I have like my itty bitty baby watermelon, the first one that I've seen. I'm hoping that pollination goes well. Um, but I'm thinking about like, gosh, there's a lot of risk when it comes to, you know, doing the hammocking method. Like, oh, it's a pain don't in the ass. Melon, is what it is. Don't want that melon to fall. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. It's just a um, pain in the butt. Luckily, I have some smaller varieties, though. So I'm hoping that that helps my efforts. Still have to do the same thing. Still have to, you know. Yeah, that should help. I'm creating. I'm actually putting out the call. I've already started it to, you know, family and friends. You have some old T-shirts. Remember the whole. <laughs> oh, movie? yeah. The Marie Kondo uh, book. Yeah. So. Conmari method. Yeah. Two years ago or three even, I went through the whole downsizing. And the only thing I got through successfully with that was clothes. So I had all kinds of t-shirts that I threw out. And it's like, three years later, I need them. No, I have a couple of folks that uh, are routing some yeah. up for me. I did that whole thing. I yeah, threw away yeah. so much stuff. Yeah. It was crazy. Wow. Did you go three years? I don't know. Was it my go? Um, I stole your peas by accident. Oh, beets. Uh, so You did beets. Uh, can I have another beat? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I said, oh, I think I did go. Anyway, let's say um, uh, beets and I'm going to just drop a lettuce in there just as a filler. Did I already okay. say that too? Yeah. Gonna... Any particular reason why? I don't know. Um. Oh, I don't know that there is a benefit necessarily when it comes to those companions, but I, I know that they play well together. Um, right. And you don't have to worry about kind of disease. Um, they, they have, I think, similar lifespans when it comes to timing. Um, right. So beets are not, I've read in some packages, they're semi-hardy. They're not hardy, you know, um, no. at least not the, the beet root or beet top, I should say. Once no, the beet top's it. not. It's, you grow them for the beet root. Yeah, the beet the top. The beet top is, that's like a a, a benefit of yeah, having yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, a bonus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, those things, um, they're going to go to the wayside once it gets cold. Yeah. So if you're, if you have, um, again, bush, I keep bringing up bush beans because I feel like they're pretty popular mm-hmm. and they're a quick sower. So you can plant, get, plant, get, yeah. plant, get, yeah. um, Swiss chard plays well with that. Oh, it's a really good suggestion. Yeah. And if you yeah. have col kohlrabi, mm-hmm. Swiss chard goes with that too. So, yeah. you know, but again, not to be confused that we are talking about you're growing these full bore at the same time. Mm-hmm. One's winding down and the other mm-hmm. one is ramping up. So, yeah. So, um, Swiss chart has actually a pretty short, what did I drop seeds? Like what was, whatever that day was, we were talking and it was just about to rain. Um, so that may have been like mid June. So maybe that was maybe a month almost, ago. Gosh, that was a month ago. Yeah. So I definitely have your favorite baby chart. What? Oh, you're growing microgreens? Oh, no, no, no. The plants are just smaller. Okay. Because my Swiss chard never grew. It always stayed the exact same the whole time. Okay, okay. It didn't grow, didn't die, didn't move, Mm -hmm. didn't do anything. It said, yo, playa, I'm just going to (laughs) chill. I ain't going to do nothing. You're going to feed me and I ain't going to move. You're going to water me. I ain't going to move. That was one of the first things that I direct sowed a couple years back. And yeah. so it's a, fa- I actually grow it because it's so easy to grow. I mean, I enjoy it too, but it's so easy to grow for me. Yeah. <clears throat> so right. I got one more. Oh, you came up with another one. Yeah. We have, I don't think we've talked about this. Uh, cause I know I always have a, a pain in my heart when we do, uh, kale and cabbage. Yeah. They go together. Well, mm-hmm. so, so, I'm going to go and I, I have a little different one um, thing to do now. 
mm-hmm. is I'm kind of going to talk, um, you know, a lot of people are growing carrots and mm. a lot of people grow dill. Oh, okay. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, did you see a common theme about how they come, they, they came up with those, you know, carrots came up a lot in the okay. companions. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know if yeah, you picked yeah. up uh-huh. on it or uh, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's because they attract beneficial insects. Mm-hmm. And one of them would be the praying mantis. So they attract a praying mantis. And what does a praying mantis do? Eat all of the other ones that aren't good for us in our gardens. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of like an example of what, because I mean, you can go through these things and we can literally be like, you know, carrots and cabbage and then Mm -hmm. spend an hour talking about what they do and don't do with each other. Mm -hmm. And then an hour later, we have to be like, all right, everybody wake up. We're going to the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's, you know, I wouldn't, and this is kind of my thing is I don't get real hung up on like what the companion part is, mm-hmm. you know, like what does it do? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know that it's a companion. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I what only, I mean? I don't, in the instance of if I have trouble with a veggie and I'm looking for some like, okay, next year I want to plant this thing. I may research like. You know, how good example, Japanese beetles. I haven't done it yet because here we are. I have some thing, remedies for it, but I want to try to figure out, can I avoid some of this next year? You know, so no, I would research. because they lay their eggs well, in your dirt. Yeah, well, it is, it is an example, you know, but I <laughs> look to see, example. I know, I know, damn them. Uh, but I look to see like, okay, so what plants, what natural way, what through my right. garden can I plant? That could aid, you know, the whole goal of getting cabbage this year. No, um, and that's that's the, the. I mean, that's such a great way to look at it. Is what can I put in my garden to grow? To because if you've had if you had problems with it this year, mm-hmm. more than likely it's going to creep up and unless you do something about it, yeah, it's yeah. going to creep up again. So mm-hmm. you know, it's like vine borers. Mm-hmm. Well, like I got, I got divine borers. Uh, I pulled yeah. out one. I don't know if you saw on Instagram. Today. Is that like the vapors? Out. Is that like the vapors? No. no. Okay. Sorry. No, no it's okay. like the, the grub that I pulled out of the middle of my, uh, and yeah. it was in my butternut squash too, which it's not uh, supposed to be in. Uh, yeah. And I had to cut off half of my butternut squash. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, but it's, so that being said, if I don't do anything about it now, mm-hmm then it's going to come back next year mm-hmm. and it's going to continue to come back. So it's like, what can I do? What can I plant? What can I change? Yeah. And yeah. by looking at these beneficial insects, which for that one are not beneficial insects. Well, yeah, beneficial insects for that. But for this one, it's not that it's, you know, there's not really a companion planting for that, mm-hmm. but it's the same way of looking at it. So <clears throat> I'm trying to think. I can't think. Of, okay. So, let's say you plant shit what is something that's just super nitrogen rich that just takes a lot of nitrogen out of uh, your soil aren't, aren't things like like uh, lettuce yeah things like collards and like cabbage that. and stuff yeah yeah so all of that stuff out. will go in mm-hmm. and um you know if you've if you planted there before and you're having issues then you plant peas the next year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then to that's a nitrogen that's- fixer to rebuild so, that soil, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or doing a cover crop, for instance. And that's just something small. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's all these different ways. So don't just <clears throat> don't just worry about like, I got to get a chemical. I got to treat it. Like there's something mm-hmm. that you can do 
you know, like we've shown with the cabbage moths and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's these companion plantings. Most of them are for cabbage moths. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They deter, de- deter them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. that's the, when it comes to um, your garden, it's just one more lessons in, lesson in patience. So there's quick fixes we're talking about, but there's also the, you know, the longer wait for a thing. Do you so. want to know what I have to do tonight? When my wife gets home? I already know what you're going to do. No, you have no idea what I'm going to do because I haven't told okay. you. All right. <laughs> Let's see. Let's hear. Now, what, what are you going to do? I have vine borers, right? Mm-hmm. And so I get them every year. Mm-hmm. And I pulled that one out today. And I was like, no more. I'm done. I'm done. So I went and I got some, um, I got some BT. Oh, okay. And I'm going to inject it into my zucchini with a with a needle i'm gonna inject it okay and so it will kill them off yeah didn't so, think that see that's mm-hmm. different but it's an organic yeah organic yeah, yeah. method yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i'm using it so but see you know what i'm saying like there's different things to do sure, and all this stuff sure, so yeah. um and i know it has nothing to do with companion planning but that's just something like in my life right now that i'm dealing with yeah but so, the whole idea um, of companion planting again it is to benefit your garden Right. right. You know, and in a lot of cases it is to ward off something else. Um, so, right. I mean, it's it's in the same family of what we're talking about. Yeah. You know? But I mean, and you know, it's always about, ahead. you know, doing things to give you the best chance at success. So, yes. And that's what I'm we want. You. We all want to be successful. Yeah. And we all have problems in our garden. every year. I've never met anybody that had a garden that went perfectly. Yeah. Me either. No issues at all, you know. Yeah. I've had aphids like six times. I've had vine borers twice. I've had I have Japanese beetles. I had powdery mildew earlier this year, and I'll probably mm-hmm. get it again. Mm-hmm. You know, these are all things that happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's a part of, it's I didn't a part have cabbage moths, and I mm-hmm. I didn't have cabbage moths, and I planted, I believe it was broccoli and cabbage right next to each other and they are not good for each other and they were like touching and i didn't I, really have any issues i think that um i think it may be area like you know the cabbage you don't see the cabbage moth in your area i get i would guess either right yeah and it just doesn't stop at your plants guess oh. not oh wow well, okay. but there's a, there's all there's all kinds of things going on though you okay. know what i mean like i have not had them yet you see the key word yeah i say that yeah. and then i come out in the fall and there's riddled check check your you, mail yeah Spe- special delivery for you <laughs> yeah you see what i'm saying like that's just yeah, kind of yeah, how yeah. it is so yeah you know Again, it's like, like the <clears throat> japanese beetles i've told you i've never had them before you know i so. never had them until last year mm-hmm. never in my life I, yeah. I had never even seen a japanese beetle mm-hmm. like an actual mm-hmm. i've seen june bugs mm-hmm. which a lot of people call japanese beetles but i've never okay. seen them before yeah. so, i've heard about them on year, the news right but you know here we are and then the plague of locusts that I had last year, the grasshoppers, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> never, ever in my life had I ever imagined that that would be an issue. Yeah. And damn if it wasn't an issue. Yeah. A huge issue. It made Japanese beetles look wimpy. <laughs> Awful. Uh, we don't control a lot of these things. And that's a part of the realization. I hope no. you come to. Yeah. Not you. Because I know you already know. Yeah. So... 
beneficial companion planning and and let's put it in a nutshell mm. use it to combat your insects and your diseases and fix your soil and be happy about it <laughs> i got one plant friends not foes there you go. You yeah. don't you don't invite the people you don't like to the same party, right? You know, so Yeah. You know what I like about companion planning though, seriously, and it helped me mm-hmm. this year, is it it gives you a jump start on your um your planting, your planning of your garden. Mm-hmm. Because you already have a kind of like a, a small blueprint. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, I got this cabbage, what should I put next to my cabbage? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my mm-hmm. tomatoes, like what can I put next to my tomatoes? Yeah. Oh, I, I put my peppers next to my tomatoes. Oh, wait, I put my peppers and my tomatoes, but watermelon goes with tomatoes, so that's good. Squash goes with tomatoes, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Basil, and then you you can kind of go around like that. It's like so, uh, part two of a movie. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. So. I was really sitting on that one. I was anxious to say it. Sorry. You were. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to let it land. <laughs> All right, where are we at? Oh, snap. Yeah. You know what time it is? The recipe <sighs> of the day. I uh, I ate earlier when we were going to do this earlier. Then we pushed it back, and I'm so hungry now. So this is great. Let's do it. Then you better have a good recipe for everybody. Of course I do. This episode is proudly brought to you by San Diego Seed Company, a company that is dedicated to providing organic heirloom varieties of seeds for your small urban farm. That's right. You heard me. You are a small urban farmer. You provide food for your family and share with your neighbors, and they are dedicated to providing you with the best seeds for a bountiful harvest. Check them out at sandiegoseedcompany.com or on social media at, you guessed it, San Diego Seed Company. We're banking that today is Batavia's day, just so you know. <laughs> I'm excited about this recipe, so um, it works out. I have um, a special surprise because I have a recipe that is not my own and a recipe that I've not actually made, but I have enjoyed so much so where it's earned its space here. Um, so a dear girlfriend of mine, Lanissa, shout out to Lanissa if she's watching this episode. Um, we stumbled across this because I was sharing my garden last year and she, an okra in particular, and she uh, mentioned an okra salad. And you know what? I'm not gonna be apologetic. If you don't like okra, you've listened to an hour of us all right, go on your day and, and have a great time with it. But if you're an okra fan, this is for you. Uh, so it's a raw recipe. I'm going to list off the ingredients. I was pulling it up earlier on my phone to make sure I got it right. Uh, so it's okra. We highly recommend red onions versus, you know, white or yellow. But if that's all you have, that's all you have. Yellow peppers, sun-dried tomatoes, dried can- uh, cranberry those are going to be your main ingredients. You're basically chopping this up into bite-sized pieces. So for your okra, and I'd say, um, you know, I wouldn't make this with less than 10 pieces of okra, you know, 10 okra pods. Um, So you're chopping up your okra in maybe an inch thick circles. 
put it in a bowl. You're going to chop up your red onions. I like them actually in slivers. She's uh, made it before for me and like just chopped finely. Either way it works, all your preference. Yellow peppers. Again, I'd go kind of thin with those bite-sized pieces. Um, Sun-dried tomatoes. You can chop them up if you want. Uh, It's all your preference. Um, And then the dried cranberry. I'd say about you know, a quarter of a handful because you want some with every bite. Dump them all in a bowl, drizzle some olive oil on it or whatever oil because you want this to kind of get, you know, marinated a little bit. You want things to be able to move around. Get it? Okra, move around. Okay. Mm, (laughs) That's pretty bad. Yeah, I know. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Then season it with some cayenne pepper. Uh, So keeping it fresh, got a little bit of a kick there. The great thing about this is you can sub in so many things. She actually used to make this with corn, but she's moving away eating from corn. So now she uses yellow peppers for the color. Uh, So this is one of those, it's almost like a garbage salad. If you got it in your garden, start with the okra and just add a bunch of things that are going to complement the the flavoring. So I I love garbage meals. Yeah, I actually have a super low budget video on my YouTube channel where I'm eating this okra. Like it's like a minute or something. It, it it was so good. I had to stop, turn my camera on to film it because she dropped it off for me one day last summer. Uh, and we're actually plotting and planning because my okra is starting to come in now. Um, and yeah, it's it is very close to my favorite way to eat okra now. So. There you have it. Okra salad, raw okra salad. If you you got it, you you'll try it. Promise me you'll try it. Did you try the watermelon and avocado yet? I promised you I'd try it. Did you? I try actually it? didn't promise you. Um, you did but I'm promise promised, me. I'm promising you now, um, but I haven't tried it yet. But I will. I'll think about it. I just got my two first okras, so um, I'll think about it. I'm not a big okra raw fan. I, I yeah. like okra a few certain ways, but. Uh-huh. I'll give it to you. I'll, okay. I might try it. Once you try mine, I'll try yours. How's that? Fine. 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 Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to pout. I am a sucker. Only, because, you only, because it's, only because it's okra, and I understand how some people feel about that. Uh, I'm going to assume that anything else I say, please try, that you'll try. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to take a pass on this okra salad, although I'm going to be disappointed. Well, I'll first give you an of opportunity. All, yeah. First of all, Batavia I'm going to send goes, you a picture of it because it's, it looks so good. I have it on my phone. It looks so good. I really am stalking my okra. Just listen. All right. Don't try it then. That's fine. <laughs> this is this is Batavia. I'm not going to pout when in fact she had just gave me a pouty face. Yeah, absolutely. Her and it wasn't shoulders, even. Look, shoulders, body language, all of it is pout. <laughs> it wasn't even on national TV. It was on international TV. She did this. so You know how you want someone to, to enjoy something you like you enjoy it so much. You want that for them. This is it. Like, I feel like this could bridge so many troubled people. Like I'll, I will try it. I will try it. No, I was seriously. Just, I was just bamming too if, all right if i have a way to try raw okra that somebody says is good i will try mm-hmm. it one time mm-hmm. yeah it's and then one. i will try it another time and that's mm-hmm. it like i I, okay. I ate uh raw asparagus uh over the winter it's amazing okay. yeah 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 yeah. absolutely yeah. amazing yeah if you can't, never would have guessed it before it, it's a texture thing that's the only reason why you're gonna have pause if you have pause right if because, it comes out slimy i'm done well i mean 
It's less if slimy it's, than when you cook it, if that's the way you like it. That's I like it fried. Like, I like it like in uh, stews soups and stuff. And stews yeah. And yeah. stuff. It's totally you know, slimy. I love it slimy too. Uh, but somebody yeah, okay. gave me some boiled okra one time, and it looked like a bowl of snot. And I was like, "Ain't no way in hell I'm eating this, man." And they were like, "I was like, what'd you put in?" They're like, "A little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper." Like, nah. Was it, try was again. it my grandmother or my grandfather? That's the only way I I ate it growing up. Oh, all the way I ate it was fried. Black eyed peas, some mm. boiled okra with some cornbread. Mm-mm. Fry the corn, fry the okra, and we have the same meal. <laughs> oh, it's With so some different. collards and some hot sauce on it's it. It's so Good different. Night. Yeah. I, again, I'm not trying to convert anyone to uh, boiled okra, but oh, no, that's the only can't. reason why I grew okra. The only reason. Really? Years, like, when I started growing it a couple of years back was to be able to boil it. And then I started like, you know, coming across other recipes. So anyway, I, don't know, I just... So, uh, yeah, anybody that wants to be a co-host, if you want to reach out to me, I'm at the Backyard Gardener because uh, we I'm, don't do boiled okra here. I am okay no, with I... leaving on this note. This You have to draw a line <laughs> in life and this is it. You may not like it, but do not disparage me for loving it. <laughs> no, I, I support your love for okra and I, you know, I just, I can't do the stunt. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Hold on. I'm... I'm Sorry. Yeah, exactly. It just reminds me. And now that we have like the whole coronavirus thing, I'm like, am I eating a bowl of coronavirus? Like, who knows? It's, you know, it's just of all the vegetables, that one has the worst texture at times. Yeah, I think I I totally get it. I'm just I'm really glad that I actually enjoyed a part of that texture texture. Yeah, And it's funny because I. I like boiled food. I like like mm-hmm. boiled fish and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like a lot of like boiled, um, like boiled cabbage mm-hmm. and we eat boiled potatoes all the time, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just boil them straight up. Yeah, and, yeah. But you know, I guess in your house you do things different. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So we were companion planted for fall. Kind of done. I know we have we haven't given definitions of why, um, and to be quite honest, it's because there's just so many different definitions. Yeah, wow. I think that what we need to walk away with is just be happy because I did a lot of research on it, and I've done a lot of research beforehand, mm-hmm. and it's for me, it's like I know, and I keep going to tomatoes and peppers. I know they go together, but I don't, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. You know, I know that one repels the other, but I know that when I did that, my bell peppers, I mean, I pulled seven off the other day. So they're doing better than they've ever done before the past my two years. My plants, man, like that's the advice. I mean, I don't have peppers coming off of them yet, but my plants look great. That's another story. They look they look great. great. Yeah. Are, are they next to the tomatoes? Yeah. I mean, remember, I got 88 tomatoes and 222 <clears throat> peppers. Yeah. But isn't it crazy, though? Like, have you grown bell peppers before? Yeah, 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 but never Do near they tomatoes. Look as good? The plants, Do they look no, as good? no, and that's never, the reason why right? I went. I, I was actually planning on you know them not doing well. That's why I grew so started so many of them, you know, because I felt like you know, all right, two peppers off of this plant, you know, and I remember that plant. You didn't believe me. No, clearly, no. I don't have like, any no. harvest yet, so the jury is still out. Like where you are with square foot gardening. Well, I'm actually a couple of steps ahead of that. I'm more of a believer in this pepper and tomato. So the other bed, all, though, has peppers in it, hot peppers in it, and it doesn't have any tomatoes. It's kicking butt, too. But, you know. I want to apologize for everybody whose eardrums Batavia just blew out. Did I get 
did I take you, it out? You started yeah. high talking me. Yeah, you yeah, went yeah, up a couple yeah, octaves. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, no, I mean, I and you, I stumbled across that. Mm-hmm. I stumbled. I was like, and then I just noticed. I was like, holy crap, they're doing so much better. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just yeah. it's worth a shot. I'm okay with not knowing either. Yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's the beautiful thing about. Well, I, I'm gonna be straight up. I think it's the beautiful thing about this show, mm. is we don't need to have a full blown explanation. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like yeah. take it for what it is. You know, yeah. I, I can't yeah. get hung up on that shit because I'll be like, okay, if I really dug into it, I'd be like, okay, the carrots attract the praying mantis, mm-hmm. but and then I go crazy. I'll be like, but what if the praying mantis runs out of things to eat? Oh my gosh. Well, then I better put something in it, or you know, or what about this this cabbage moth? Like I can't get praying mantises to come in the winter time, and you know, it can just yeah. You can get I mean, if you really have one hole. vegetable or two vegetables, then you can really dig in deep and, and find yeah. out you know all of the permutations. But once you get three or four vegetables in your garden, like yeah, and I think you should really focus on instead of the pests. I think it's the um, diseases. Mm-hmm. That's a really and that's one that we haven't talked about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot and that's it's a tough one um diseases are a tough one yeah they can you know and i feel like a lot of times when i'm trying to diagnose something i'm like yeah it's got yellow spots and it's got rings around it but my plant last year had that and didn't look this way so like did it have like a slight case of you know Fossilium wilt, or you know, and Google image search in, search in that situation is not going to be helpful. It doesn't do shit. You know? <laughs> it doesn't do a damn thing for you. You're mm-mm, sitting there googling mm-mm. it, and you're like, okay, that could be that, or maybe it's just not getting enough sunlight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like I don't yeah. know. So it's diseases are very hard, um, and funguses and stuff. So I can tell you all about some damn powdery mildew. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of your favorites. No, <laughs> you'll be hearing me complain about it soon. Yay, yay. So, all right, we're good. I think we're it, good. we got heated on that one. We got heated. Yeah, I like it. I, you know, listen. It was now. exciting. Listen, listen. <laughs> our friendship just went to a new level on this conversation. Uh, uh, we've just crossed over a different kind of milestone, right? Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Our next milestone for the show is 25,000 listeners. But for our friendship, it was getting an argument on air. And we did Absolutely. it. And Absolutely. we're smiling. Yeah. I don't even I mean, think we were really arguing. I don't even remember what we were arguing about. But I know my voice and my you know body language <laughs> changed quite often. <laughs> I know that if I was sitting next to you in person, I would have been back. Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you were sitting right next to me, which you wouldn't be because we social distance, you know. But yeah. I would have like there would have been an elbow or two. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure you would have kicked me or something. <laughs> it would have been crazy. Love social distancing sometimes. <laughs> All so. right. All right, good people. We're glad you joined us. PSA: Wear a mask, save a life. Be friendly. Be kind, get out in your garden, get your companion plants ready for fall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know, fall. Don't hate me. Don't stone us for anything that we've said today because you mm-hmm. never know. Mm-hmm. And until next time, learn to grow, grow for change. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening to us today. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Backyard Gardens Pod. And we share gardening tips and clips from the show. And we would love to see your gardens and share them with everybody. So if you want to join us and you want to share your gardens, feel free to use the hashtag BYG podcast. And if you want to see us on video, you can find us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens, where we have the full show and clips and all the recipes broken down for you. And until next time, learn to grow and grow for change. And we're going to call it a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.